Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. And this is day 978 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek called life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer your questions that you might like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to go back and ask Dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Today is the 13th episode in our series delving into what makes each of us respond differently to life situations and circumstances. Understanding ourselves and how others may interpret life through their own paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This empathy can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. If you have missed any of the past 12 Friday series, I would recommend going back and listening to them or reading the Wisdom Journals. As a review, the tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine and Gram refers to a drawing. Check out today's or a prior week's Wisdom Journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's Wisdom Journal a copy of The Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of this, click on the link in today's Wisdom Journal located on our website at wisdom-track.com. I would also recommend a book called The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Sabel. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian's perspective. In the first seven episodes in this series, we explored how the Enneagram system works and then presented an overview of all nine personality types. And so far, we've taken a deep dive into number one, the reformer, number two, the helper, number three, the achiever, number four, the individualist, number five, the investigator, and then this week, we will explore number six, the loyalist, and next week, we will focus on type number seven, the enthusiast. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would recommend reading the Wisdom Journal for each Friday to see the diagrams presented for each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, keep in mind that it is still only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts found in God's Word. All decisions and actions that we make in life must be in harmony with God's Word. So the question for the next several months will be, Hey, Gramps, Why do people act and react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So today let's look at the Enneagram system, type number six, the Loyalist. Enneagram type six, the Loyalist is committed, a security-oriented type. They're engaging and responsible, but can also be anxious and suspicious. A type six in brief. Type sixes are committed, security-oriented types. Sixes are reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. They're excellent troubleshooters, for they foresee problems and foster cooperation among a group. 
but they can also become defensive, evasive, and anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. They can be cautious and indecisive, but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. Type number six, the loyalist at their best, is internally stable and self-reliant, courageously championing themselves and others. Their basic fear is of being without support and guidance. Their basic desire is to have security and support. An Enneagram 6 with a 5 wing is referred to as the Defender. An Enneagram 6 with a 7 wing is the Buddy. Their key motivations. They want to have security and feel supported by others. To have certitude and reassurance. To test the attitudes of others towards them. To fight against anxiety and insecurities. The meanings of the arrows in brief. When moving in the direction of disintegration or stress, dutiful sixes suddenly become competitive and arrogant like unhealthy threes. However, when moving in the direction of integration or growth, even fearful and pessimistic sixes become more relaxed and optimistic like a healthy nine. So let's look at a type six overview. We have named personality type six, the loyalist, because of all the personality types, sixes are most loyal to their friends and to their beliefs. They are a type of person that will go down with the ship and hang on to relationships of all kinds far longer than most other types. Sixes are loyal to their ideas, their systems, and their beliefs, even to the belief that all ideas and authorities should be questioned or defied. Indeed, not all sixes go along with the status quo. Their beliefs may be rebellious and anti-authoritarian, even revolutionary. In any case, they will typically fight for their beliefs more fiercely than they'll fight for themselves, and they will defend their community or family more tenaciously than they will defend themselves. The reason sixes are so loyal to others is that they do not want to be abandoned or left without support, which is their basic fear. Thus, the central issue for type six is the failure of self-confidence. Six has come to believe that they do not possess the internal resources to handle life's challenges and impulses alone, and so they increasingly rely on structures, allies, beliefs, and support outside themselves for the guidance to survive. If suitable structure does not exist, they will help to create that structure and maintain it. Sixes are the primary type in the thinking center meaning that they have the most trouble contacting their own inner guidance. As a result, they do not have the confidence of their own minds and judgment. This does not mean that they do not think. On the contrary, they think and sometimes too much. They worry and worry a lot. They also tend to fear making important decisions, although at the same time, they resist having anyone else make decisions for them. They want to avoid being controlled They are also afraid of taking responsibility in a way that might put them in the line of fire. They reflect the old Japanese adage that says, the blade of grass that grows too high gets chopped off. And they can relate to this idea. Sixes are always aware of their anxieties and are always looking for ways to construct social security bulwarks against them. If sixes feel that they have sufficient backup, they can move forward with some degree of confidence. But if that crumbles, they become anxious and self-doubting, reawakening the basic fears, such as, I am on my own, what am I going to do now? 
A good question that sixes might be asking themselves, therefore, is, when will I know when I have enough security? Or to get right to the heart of it, what is security? Without essential inner guidance and the deep sense of support that it brings, sixes are constantly struggling to find firm ground. Sixes attempt to build a network of trust over the background of unsteadiness and fear. They are often filled with nameless anxiety and then try to find or create reasons why. Wanting to feel that there is something solid and clear-cut in their lives, they can become attached to explanations or positions that seem to explain their situation. Because belief, which is trust, faith, convictions, and positions, is difficult for sixes to achieve. And because it is so important to their sense of stability, once they establish a trustworthy belief, they do not easily question it, nor do they want others to do so. The same is true for individuals in a sixes life. When sixes feel that they can trust someone, they go to great lengths to maintain that connection with that person who acts as a sounding board, a mentor, or a regulator of the sixes' emotional reactions and behaviors. They therefore do everything in their power to keep their affiliations going. They might think, if I don't trust in myself, then I have to find something in this world that I can trust. Here is an example. Although intelligent and accomplished, Connie still has to wrestle with the self-doubt of her type. And this is what Connie would say. As my anxiety has come under control, so is the need to check out everything with my friends. I used to have to get a nod of approval from several hundred, well, just joking, of those people I thought were authorities. About every decision would involve a council of friends. I would usually do this one-on-one. What do you think, Mary? If I do this, then that might happen. Please make up my mind for me. Recently, I have narrowed my authorities down to just one or two trusted friends. And on occasion, I have actually made up my own mind. And you can see the perspective from Connie's view. Until they get in touch with their own inner guidance, sixes are like a ping pong ball that is constantly shuttling back and forth between whatever influences is hitting them hardest at any given moment. Because of their reactivity, no matter what we say about sixes, the opposite is often also true. They are both strong and weak, fearful and courageous, trusting and distrusting, defenders and provokers, sweet and sour, aggressive and passive, bullies and weaklings, on the defensive and on the offensive, thinkers and doers, group people and soloists, believers and doubters, cooperative and obstructionist, tender and mean, generous and petty, and goes on and on. It is this contradictory picture that is the characteristic fingerprints of a six. In fact, they are a bundle of opposites. The biggest problem for sixes is that they try to build safety in the environment without resolving their own emotional insecurities. When they learn to face their anxieties, however, sixes understand that although the world is always changing and it is by nature uncertain, they can be serene and courageous in any circumstances. And they can attain to the greatest gift of all, a sense of peace with themselves despite the uncertainties of life. Next, let's look at the levels of development, which are broken down into three categories. The first category is the healthy levels. And at level one, when sixes are at their best, they become self-affirming, trusting in self and others, independent yet symbiotically, interdependent and cooperative as an equal. 
They have belief that leads to true courage, positive thinking, leadership, and rich self-expression. As they move to level two, they're able to elicit strong emotional responses from others. They become very appealing, endearing, lovable, and affectionate. Trust is important. Bonding with others, forming permanent relationships and alliances. As they move down slightly to level three, we see them as dedicated to individuals and movements in which they deeply believe. They become community builders, responsible, reliable, and trustworthy. Hardworking and persevering, sacrificing for others, they create stability and security in their world and bring in a cooperative spirit. But as they move into the average category at level four, they start investing their time and energy into whatever they believe will be safe and stable. They like organizing and structuring. They look to alliances and authorities for security and continuity. They're constantly vigilant and anticipating problems. As they move a little lower to level five, they begin to resist having more demands made on them. They react against others passive aggressively. They become evasive, indecisive, cautious, procrastinating, and ambivalent. They become highly reactive, anxious, and negative, giving contradictory mixed signals. They become internally confused, which makes them react unpredictably. And as they progress to level six, to compensate for their insecurities, they become sarcastic and belligerent, blaming others for their problems, taking a tough stance toward outsiders. They become highly reactive and defensive, dividing people into friends and enemies while looking for threats in their own security. They become authoritarian while fearful of authority, highly suspicious yet conspiratorial, and fear instilling into silence of their own fears. And as they move on to an unhealthy level, at level seven, they become fearing that they have ruined their security. They become panicking, volatile, and self-disparaging with acute inferiority feelings. Seeing themselves as defenseless, they seek out stronger authority or beliefs to resolve all their problems. They're highly divisive, disparaging, and berating of others. And as they migrate to level eight, they start feeling persecuted, that others are just out to get them. They lash out and act irrationally, bringing about what they fear, fanaticism and violence. And as they go to the lowest level, level nine, they can become hysterical and seeking to escape punishment. They become self-destructive and suicidal. Alcoholism, drug overdoses, skid row, self-abasing behavior. This generally corresponds to passive aggressive and paranoid personality disorders. But let's look at some recommendations for the Enneagram Type 6. Remember that there is nothing unusual about being anxious since everyone is anxious and much more often than you might otherwise think. Learn to be more present with your anxiety and to explore it, to come to terms with it. Work creatively with your tensions without turning to excessive amounts of alcohol or other drugs in order to lay your tensions. If you are present and breathing fully, Anxiety can actually be energizing, a kind of tonic that can help you to be more productive and aware of what you are doing. Since you tend to get edgy and testy when you get upset and angry, and can even turn to others and blame them for things that you have done or brought on yourself, be aware of your pessimism. It causes you dark moods and negative thought patterns that you tend to project on reality. When you succumb to your self-doubt, you can become your own worst enemy and may harm yourselves more than anyone else does. 
Sixes tend to overreact when they are under stress or feeling anxious. Learn to identify what makes you overreact. Also, realize that almost none of the things that you have fear have actually come true. Even if things are as bad as you think, your fearful thoughts weaken you and your ability to change things for the better. You cannot always manage external events, but you can always manage your own thoughts. Work on becoming more trusting. There are doubtless several people in your life that you can turn to who who care about you and who are trustworthy. If not, go out of your way to find someone who is trustworthy and allow yourself to become close to that person. This will mean risking rejection and stirring up some of the deepest fears, but the risk is worth taking. You have a gift for getting people to like you, but you are unsure of yourself and may be afraid of your commitment to them. Therefore, come down clearly on one side or the other side of the fence in your relationships. Let people know how you feel about them. And finally, others probably think better of you than you realize, and there are very few people that are really out to get you. In fact, your fears tell more about your attitude toward others than they indicate about others' attitudes towards you. We have covered a good bit on Enneagram Type 6, The Loyalist, and that will conclude our focus on the Personality Type 6, but as a word of encouragement to grow in all areas of life, for those of you who are an Enneagram Type 6, and this is from God's Word in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. I want to encourage you to join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will specifically explore in-depth Enneagram type number 7, the Enthusiast. This information that we will explore will allow you to unlock who you are as we travel on this trek of life and discover more about yourself and others as we impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living that rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on the most important areas of life. So I encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 977 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey. And then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.